As we read the gospel records, we read eyewitness accounts of the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. In a sense, the gospels are just the beginning of Christ's work. The adventure continues in the book of Acts. In this study with Scott Pauley, we consider the continuing work of Christ through the Holy Spirit, who works through the apostles and the New Testament church. Now, let's get in on the adventure. Are you still praying? Yesterday in our study, we talked about this this action of praying, seeking God in prayer. And we return it at Acts 1 because we find the disciples, as the chapter continues, still praying. That's God's way. Ask, seek, knock. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Pray without ceasing. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. In other words, there's never a point where you stop praying. Now, there may be special times of prayer. They're in a season here of 10 days. Maybe there is a season you would set aside, a number of days given to prayer, what what some people have called extraordinary prayer. In other words, taking the prayer to another level. But I want you to know that prayer is not just for special times. Prayer is for all times. We've learned already that their prayer was united prayer. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. Uh, But let me give you another principle or two today, if I may. Not only is it united prayer, it is continued prayer. The Bible says these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. Notice this, with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. This is something everybody can continue. Not everybody's going to be an apostle. Not everybody's going to be a preacher. Not everybody's going to be an evangelist. Not everybody's going to be a missionary. But everybody can be a prayer, and everybody can concentrate their prayers on what God wants, and everybody can keep on praying. So it was united prayer. It was continued prayer. It was impassioned prayer. There was heart-level praying here. This was more than words and vain repetition. Don't miss the word supplication. It says in prayer and supplication. Why use both words? The word supplication here is literally the word for begging. This was not just going through the motions. This was heart-level engagement. I wonder, do you pray that way? James said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Ask God to put the fire back in your prayer life, to, to kindle the flame again in your heart to seek the Lord with urgency and with expectancy. So it was united prayer. It was continued prayer. It was impassioned prayer. Don't miss this. It was guided prayer. Let's keep reading. Verse 15, And in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, the number of names together were about 120, Men and brethren, this scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus. For he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, and falling headlong he burst asunder in the midst, and all his bowels gushed out. And it was known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem, insomuch as that field is called in their proper tongue a chalcedama, that is to say, the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his habitation be desolate, and let no man dwell therein, and his bishopric let another take. Wherefore of these men, which have accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John unto that same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. And they appointed two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias, 
And they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether of these two thou hast chosen. Do you see what just happened? Peter opened the Scriptures. Would you like a guide for your prayers? Use the Bible. In fact, I would challenge you to read, search the cross-references. He quotes from a number of Scriptures. Several different Psalms are mentioned here. He's using the Word as the prayer manual for this prayer meeting. Instead of giving his opinion, think of this. Even opinionated Peter did not give his word on the matter because it didn't matter what Peter wanted. The question was, what does God want? Dear Lord, give us such a heart and such a passion. Now, there would be human choice involved. Uh, They're going to make a decision. Uh, But what are they doing here first? They're seeking the word of God. They're finding direction from Scripture. They're asking God's guidance for every decision. I'm thinking now of the proverb that says, The lot is cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. In the end, they wanted God to guide their prayers. See, the word of God will give you faith to pray, because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But the word will also give you wisdom to pray. I think one of the greatest things I ever learned devotionally is not to separate my Bible reading and my prayer. Instead, combine the two. Uh, It's a natural thing. God speaks, you respond. You speak to God, you find answers in his word. It's a back and forth with God. It's a conversation with the author of the book. And what I've found is when I pray that way, when I pray through the word, the word comes alive to me and my prayers breathe with new life. Because now I'm praying what God wants. I'm talking to God about what, what God desires. And that is always, always found in the pages of Holy Scripture. So it was united prayer, it was continued prayer, it was impassioned prayer, it was guided prayer, and then ultimately it was decided prayer. You say, what do you mean by that? They made up their mind that whatever God wanted, they would accept that. At every decision, every day, at every point where you need direction, the decision is this, God knows what's best, God chooses what's best, and we choose to accept his choice. Listen to how the chapter ends. Thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether these two thou hast chosen, that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. And they gave forth their lots, and the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. This was not about the eleven. This was not about Matthias. This was not about Judas. This was all about Christ. What did the Lord want? See, real prayer is not us getting our will done in heaven. Real prayer is getting God's will done on earth. And I I found this, that as we pray, God is not only working, but God is also preparing us for a greater work. You see, the apostles are getting ready to do an amazing work in the chapters that follow, but it always begins in the prayer closet. Moody said that every great movement of God can be traced to a kneeling figure. The only way the church ever moves forward is on its knees. And so, dear friends, if we're going to see the mighty blessing of God and the adventure continue in our generation, then we must be a people who are still praying at every juncture on the journey, at every crossroads, waiting, believing, and praying. You ever wonder why they had to wait for 10 days, why they had to believe for 10 days, why they had to pray for 10 days. I'm going to tell you what I believe. I believe their heart had to get in line with God's heart. 
I believe their prayer had to match his prayer. Remember, Jesus was at the right hand of the Father praying for them and praying for the sending of the Holy Spirit. But it was when the prayer of these disciples finally got in line with the prayer of heaven. Oh, I love this. Connect your prayer to God's will. Connect your heart to God's desire. And when you get there, friend, you will see mighty answers to prayer. Father, we pray today in Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Spirit that you will help us to be a people willing to wait, ready to believe, and actively in prayer. And Lord, even when it's difficult and even when the answer doesn't come immediately or as we think it should, may we be still praying. And in that prayer, Lord, would you show us the next step? Would you empower us for the days ahead? May the adventure of your work in this world and the advancement of the gospel continue until Jesus, this same Jesus, returns for us. And may you find, as you did in Acts 1, a people ready to watch you work. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. The same is true today as it was then. The Lord is at work in this world through His Holy Spirit, drawing people to Himself. What a privilege as God's children to be a part of what God is doing in this world today. If you'll visit enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find many resources that will equip you as you walk with the Lord. You will find previous podcast series and episodes, full-length Bible messages, and a topical search engine that will aid you in studying Bible subjects. If this podcast is a blessing to you, we hope you will share it with a friend. Be sure to join us on the next episode of this continuing adventure through the book of Acts. Acts.